Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we will be exploring what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. My fantastic guest today is Kieran Little. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So, um, the usual beginning. If you please tell us where you're from, Kieran. Um, I'm from Blythe, which is a little town in Northumberland, um, in the northeast. Yeah. Cool. And do you still live there? Do. Yeah. Good. Uh, and yeah, I guess then we'll get on to the fact that you uh, are another one of the. 39 million in the world who are registered blind um how what uh level of blindness do you have um just light perception i have and that is it okay which sort of gives me like um obviously we'll touch on this in a bit but obviously um you know um it used to give me the opportunity to see like the outlines of, of things and I could tell different shapes, but that's, that's gone with age to be fair. Okay. And, um, and it has been this way since, uh, you, since birth. Yep. Okay. Um, apparently when I was very young, I used to be also able to distinguish different colors, but I can't remember that. So before you had mem, so you can't, yeah. Okay. Can't remember that. I was going to ask, um, obviously I wouldn't expect you to remember this, but, um, I was wondering if you've been uh, informed of like how your blindness was discovered when you were born. Was it obvious from the moment you know you popped out, as it were? I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. It's never really come up. No. What's your like um, first memory then? Like you know, I'm not like, sure. No. Is it just um, no? There's just there's just general ones from back then. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, so, growing like you said, you aren't able to <clears throat> see colours and stuff. So is it for you? You know, if anyone, it's not like if, say for myself, if someone tells describes a colour to me, I am aware of what it is. But for you, it's just no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no perception of them. And- to be honest, like I've I've tried to learn, you know, like matching and things like that, but I don't use it, so I, I forget it and I can't be asked to... <laughs> can't be asked to keep remembering it and it's easier not to. That's fair. So would it be like because I know like currently you're with your parents, um like is would it be and are they they are are they fully sighted? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um and so if I guess if you were wanting to try and dress smart, would you just, you know, get them to sort out what, you know, goes with what? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I sort of, I try and organize my things by things that, that, you know, like especially clothes, try and organize them, that, that things that I know that go together. So like, especially for smart things like shirts, um, tend not to buy colorful, colorful ones. Okay. So like, you try and stick around the stay around the same color. Yeah. When out shopping. Life e- yeah, it just makes life easier. 
yeah makes sense like keep i was the one i've been told like just keep you know just buy all black socks yeah yeah definitely it's yeah no makes sense um sort of um... some people might say some people might say it's boring but i am boring well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you're boring. It's it's more uh, it's more the fact, isn't it? It's like why why buy like patterned socks or like you know socks with images when you can't you know it's not like it gives you any you know sense Absolutely. of enjoyment, is it? So what's the point? You know, where as well often I think it's fair to say, especially socks with images, they will be a bit more due to the branding, they'll be a bit more costly than plain black ones. Well, this is true, and, you know, harder to harder to then sort laundry out and things like that, then. No, exactly. No, makes perfect sense. And I, I know it's definitely something I probably would do if, if, like yourself, I was, you know, fully blind. Um, but, obviously mentioning that your parents... Um, both have sight um so was your was you um being born blind like is it i assume uh, basically is there a past um on the word in you know inherit is it inherited is what i'm saying like um, um I, it, I don't think it was like um, there's no history of it right yeah okay so just one of those you yeah, know, bad luck, really sure. genetic not... mutation, whatever term you want to use. Yeah, not really sure what happened. Yeah, I think it's often the it's. I know, again, to reference previous episodes I've done. I know, um, in the first episode we're talking to Lewis. Uh, I know for him, there's no, you know, there's no history in his family. No, of the condition there wasn't he's got. Any history? In... No, no, there wasn't any history. And it's the same. For, yeah, it's the same for myself as well. It's just one of those things. But yeah, that's fair. So on the color thing, though, is it? I said, do you? I ask this uh, as I uh, googled uh, questions often asked about blind people. And one of them is uh, the more sensible of the three. Anyway, is uh, <laughs> that are you able to? Are blind people able to dream? So um, you, with yourself being totally blind since birth, um, are you able to? Yep. Um, but it's exactly the same as what I would, you know, experience in a, in a normal day, and yeah. I don't often remember them. That's fair. I mean, to be so, I think you can say that but, about a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's exactly the same. Don't nothing's different. I mean, I think um, that's definitely different if you have had sight and then lose it. Yes. Um, because then you obviously your brain remembers what things look like, but of course, not the case. No, yeah, that makes sense. As I said, I, I won't. We won't really linger on the other two um, questions <laughs> in the top three because it's uh, for those who are wondering. It's can blind blind people drive or cry? So, um, no one, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we. Um, even though you know we, um, well, we you know we did learn that a possible eye test would be to drive many miles so hmm. we've we've given it a go i haven't tried it yet though no no i I've, i considered no one, it. no one will let me <laughs> no i know it's really annoying isn't it um so i just i, I just want to make sure that's what you say <laughs> but, he hey. can do it why can't i exactly 
<laughs> that's right uh we'll go away from being political yeah, um, on. yeah so growing up um blind then um did you go to uh mainstream education i did yep um basically at the school um that was about half an hour away from me um it had well the, the school system was um and they're all all three because it was a, a three tier system at the time. Okay. Um, I think it still is. To be fair, um, up here, um, okay. all three schools had specialist specialist units that, you know, knew about visual impairments. So you know, cool. we're able to provide provide materials and and other ways of learning and and other ways of working and things like that. Okay, that's good. And um, what was your main like? form of uh working so by that i mean like for me for example through primary and secondary it was uh braille primarily yeah it was it was braille for me up until it was probably about yeah seven or eight that computers started to become more of a more of a reality um but obviously i still used braille i had a braille note taker all through school yeah um well from about yeah yeah four maybe okay um um but never really never really actually started because at the first school they didn't really know what it was okay um, and like they didn't really know how to teach me how to use it but there were people at, at the next school that did um you know so the, obviously that was better because you didn't have to braille on paper you could just convert you know you just plug up and I think at the time it wasn't USBs weren't a thing at the time. <laughs> yeah. It was starting starting to become a thing, and they were quite expensive. Um, but it was a, you know, you you could braille out, you know, a document that you work, and then give it to the, you know, your support staff who would then convert it into a, a word document and then print it off so that you'd have a normal work file with all your your work in. Sure. Yeah. I was going to ask for you to expand on the note taker. So thank you. Um, so you mentioned about um, not really learning to touch type until like year seven, eight. Oh, I was, I so. was, no, I was taught to touch type from a, a young age. Sorry, yeah, um, I spoke to use a computer. Yeah. Point, yeah, is what I meant. Yeah, sorry. I was introduced to, to computers and stuff um, for, for school work. Oh, it was probably about year three. Okay. Um, and I, would, I was taught to touch type without the use of a, a screen reader. So it, it Okay. You know, I mean, you you couldn't proofread. Sure. Yeah. Um, you would just you would learn to type, and if you made a mistake, you'd do it again until you you didn't make a mistake. Um, that's an interesting method. It worked. I guess it would. Yeah, I can definitely. I mean, it worked. I mean, the the, the, yeah. the handy thing was the exercise typing books were, um, they were braille books, so I could just work through them by myself. Okay. And then all I would do is just get someone to check. Or, or you know, if you if you feel like you're typing, you know when you've made a mistake. So sure. you, you get you get to that sort of point. Um, but yeah, the, for school work and stuff, I didn't actually start using a computer for it probably till about yeah six, yeah seven. Okay, and I guess for any if you have any listeners who are, are not from the UK, that would be around eleven, twelve years old. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, did you find the transition from 
you know primarily using braille to using a computer pretty easy yeah um i mean it's it's all it's all how you learn and how you pick up things but yeah it, it wasn't wasn't too bad especially with using the note taker in between you got that that middle ground of you still had to i mean you, you, i don't know how much you know about the, the note takers but um, you can buy ones with a, a QWERTY keyboard and ones with a Braille keyboard. Yes. And I was always I was always given the ones with the Braille keyboard. So, yeah. you know, you were still actually brailing and and typing Braille and and reading it in Braille. Yeah. Um, but the, they did give you the option of using speech as well. So, that sort of introduced me to that. Where, you know, if you were reading a book, you'd go like on it, or if you were trying to proofread something and you think, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss something in Braille, I'll I'll read it with. You know some headphones in sure um and i'll i'll read it with the, the voice and then that sort of gets you used to listening to the voices yeah and i was gonna say i think i remember the note taker voice being quite similar because yeah i i did also use i used a note taker <clears throat> briefly um unlike you in second i used it in secondary school not primary, yeah. but uh i remember they gave it they introduced it to me um for a few years towards the end of secondary school for me and then when I went to sixth form uh just went to uh touch typing on a laptop but yeah I mean in um in my like GCSE sort of that that kind of I'd started to use the computer a bit more because what would have happened before for like you know classes and things um the teacher of the class would have to send any worksheets or you know any any things like that to the unit you know way way beforehand so that they could be sure. brailled yeah um or, or converted into a format that i could read but primarily that was just embossing it and, and brailing it yeah um which but then you know once the school started ad adopting and that, i think it was the school gave me a laptop um sure. and and things the, the teachers started emailing me work directly which which cut out that that thing so I, I ended up using the laptop a lot more because it was just easier and it, it you know it meant that some lessons if your support staff didn't turn up for whatever reason if they were busy or if they you know they got caught up in an emergency or something like that you weren't just left in the dark yeah as it were yeah um for want of a better phrase <laughs> yes definitely yeah quite um, you meant you use the uh, term embossing it, and I suppose I just want to clarify what the <clears throat> embosser, uh, I was going to say was, but I guess is as well. Um, yeah, you can still get them. Yeah, and um, for those who are wondering, it's you can, I guess you, you're, you're more knowledgeable of uh, technology, it has to be said, um, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically, um, you know, you, you scan um text and it's then converted into braille which is then printed out yeah on, pretty much on braille um, paper um yeah pretty much yeah and like yourself that's how um in i think in primary less so but definitely in secondary that's how i got all my um stuff done oh, as that's, well that's how you got homework and worksheets and things up oh yeah huge you had, files you had files and files yeah. of this stuff yeah huge files it was uh carry it home but like, oh. not not good for my back um that's <laughs> for sure uh, had a i remember especially when it came to uh revising for gcse 
you know God, uh, I, my, my parents picking up a load from school to take especially um english wasn't that bad but especially the sciences sciences yeah oh i still got well i did i don't know if i still do but there was still a couple of revision guides under my bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> there used to be i'm not sure if i yeah because i guess to give people an idea who may not be aware like because braille is a, is bigger than regular size print like yeah well, like we're talking about like textbooks being converted it was like huge sometimes you know multiple file you get multiple oh, files yeah. representing one textbook the example i've often given to people as well is like i was never a big fan of uh reading uh i preferred listening to audiobooks so, yeah i was i was the same but yeah. sometimes it needs must exactly oh definitely especially english and, oh definitely you know, for revising yeah um but you know the, the example is is you look at a book like of mice and men you know quite a relatively short-ish book yeah um was a couple of volumes in braille yeah well the one i, I remember is like so to try and encourage me to read more uh because <clears throat> they knew i was a fan of it at the time they got um they got me the braille version of harry Potter and the half-blood prince uh, I never actually saw one of the, any of the Braille ones. It was I had so, I had I heard stories. But... Oh, yeah, they were they were <laughs> one volume was really was pretty thick. Like I'd say, you know, oh, it's probably like if I put my hands on top of each other, I'd say it was probably three or four of them thick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there was like if not ten, nearly ten of those volumes oh you're talking about over a hundred pages per yeah. volume as well yeah yeah and it's it's one of those things that i get the idea but they like give me that to try and encourage me to read i'm just there like i'll stick to the audiobook thank you you know yeah i i, I used to have i was um gifted um and I, I ended up gifting them back to the, the school but someone we had braille encyclopedias Oh, God. And honestly, they took up two bookshelves. Yeah, and each each letter had its own volume. Yeah, and they took up. So I, I, so. I think that was the case at the time. It's probably double that now, but because this was about fifteen years ago, maybe. And, and, but yeah, they, <laughs> they took up two bookshelves. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot of space. It's where um, using computers and uh, the having uh, memory sticks and all that stuff uh, definitely saves up on space for us definitely but yeah you um i think it's fair to say like i sort of refer to you and technology there you you took to um using computers and laptops pretty well oh yeah from a a young age um i've always had an interest in it um pretty much started because we had a I, um, you know, back in the day when you had a family computer, yeah, um, and like I had, it was one of one of Dad's friends actually, who was sadly no longer with us. One of his colleagues who used to used to like get us, you know, he he got us into computers and then said, "Oh, you need it, you need this," and he, you know, he would say, "Oh, you need this, you need this," but then sure. you know, I'd start to talk to him, you know, he he'd start. He'd just give us DVDs and CDs of of, of things that he'd gotten. I'd oh, try this out, try this out, try. This. Do you know what I mean? It was we were yeah. encouraged to play, and, and I, 
I was encouraged to play as well. So that's cool. And did you did you have? Um, I assume you had a screen reader on, like a fa- on the family computer, or I did. Um, I didn't at first. Um, I just used um, narrator in Windows XP, which was awful. Okay, truly, truly awful. Um, I'll tell you awful that experience. One. Oh, honestly. Um, but yeah, we the school school again said, "Oh, you, you, you know, there was a person they said, oh, I take this, take this,' and you know, and he came to that. I said, oh, I'll put Supernova on the the, the computer." Sure. And that that was a, a game changer because then, I mean, I I would just sit and, and learn it and and then use it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask which screen reader you used. It was Supernova. It was Supernova at first, but then after a few years, um, someone said, "Have you tried Jaws?" Yeah. And I never looked back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, still use Jaws to this day. I do. Um, I mean, on my personal, you know, machines, I use. The, the freely available NVDA just because I find it quicker. Sure. Um, but, and, you know, I've used that on my personal machines for pro, probably about 10 years. Okay. Um, but for work, I use JAWS just because there's a, there's a couple of things that it offers that I can't do my job without. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I guess that kind of. Yeah, it moves us on to, to, to work. Yeah, well, I guess we'll mention as well that, um, like, uh, as again, a theme people may notice is with a lot of my guests, um, I've known from the Royal National College for the Blind, and uh, you are no exception. Nope. Um, and people may not be uh, surprised to hear uh, with what we've been discussing that there you did do um, uh, IT. Yeah, I yep. did IT and I did, um, well, like it was music technology, basically, um, like media studies, and, and but it was more like it wasn't you new know, media studies in the, in the profession, like the normal sense. It was sure, you know, more more focused towards the technical side. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was for you. I mean, to me, it sounds horrible, but. Uh... <laughs> that um to um go slightly back as actually ask uh, what made you um yeah. decide to because obviously you'd been in mainstream education like what led you to uh choosing to um continue your uh education at um so, specialist college so this is a fun one so i i knew people who had been mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of that was i'd started to to sort of talk to other other blind people online sure and and find people from the the uk this was about 20 2010 2009 2010 right um so i'd, I'd started to talk to other blind people okay. on on the and I'd, I'd met a few um who had been or were currently there yeah, okay. and and they they basically sold it and i knew someone as well from my local area who'd been who had been there quite some years ago, right. um, and and she she basically said it, it's well worth it to to get a lot of skills that that you, you wouldn't normally you know acquire. Um, so I decided from quite a young age, I think it was like twelve or thirteen, that that was where I was going. Sure. 
And uh, um, did you have to fight? Sorry, I can't. Yeah, had to, had to fight tooth and nail to get there. Yeah, because um, the, the local council didn't want to didn't want to fund it. Yeah, um, but basically, yeah, I mean, we sat in through meetings and meetings, basically saying to them, "It's pointless you arguing because you're going to have to pay for it and send me anyway because the local college will fail." Yeah. The local college that you're saying will will fail, and yeah. I even I said to the college at the time, it's not a, you know that's not a comment on you. You just don't offer, you know the 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 on campus experience, the the you know living away, live, you know independently living experience because you just don't. You're a college. Eventually, we got there though. Um, my funding was approved. Good. Just like. For four days before I actually left my college, <laughs> like my college, my funding was approved on the Wednesday, and I'd moved in by the Sunday night. <laughs> Fun few days. All, 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 all very quick. Yeah, and did you um, just were you because uh, <clears throat> the youngest you can go to RNC was uh, sixteen. So yeah, I was yeah. I was sixteen because um, they, they basically said, oh, well, you could you could go to sixth form for a year. And I'd already enrolled in my my school six form because you have to do something, but you can't just leave school at sixteen anymore. Yeah. Um. So I had enrolled in there, but I, I, honestly, like I wasn't even going to turn up. No. <laughs> it would have been an absolutely pointless, pointless measure. Yeah, that's fair enough. But um, so how long were you at RNC? I was at RNC. I did my two years, and in my second year. Um, the college started offering um, Cisco networking qualifications, which are like very, very technical IT qualifications. They're, they're quite highly respected in the in the industry. Yeah. Um, and the college started offering those, so I, I took them. Well, I took the first first module of one of those, um, completed it, passed it. But to to really get the most out of it, uh, you really had to do modules one and two. And obviously, I'd only done one, right? And the college at the time um, offered an, an adult learning program, yeah. where you know adults could come for for six months and, and gain skills. If you know, it was primarily primarily there to support those who had lost their sight and, yeah. and needed to retrain, you know, with new skills and and, and find a new way of living. Yeah. Um, but basically, I went back. As, as an adult learner for six months yep and part of that you know and and part of that is that the college will then try and find you employment okay. and then try and help you help you on your way just like you know they would if you if you're an actual student they they sort of help you on your way to to put your university application in or you know something you, you know what i mean that they help you with that and they, they guide you through that. The, the college do that. Sure. Um, well, they did that with with adult learners. They they would guide them, you know, towards whatever path they wanted. Yeah. Um, and part of that was they would find you a job for six months. So I ended up with a job. Um, it was at the time it was the heart of Worcestershire College, but I think it's since moved. Basically, um, they went in their own company. Basically, it was a company that developed like online learning or okay. like they, they did basically you know they'd get 
things in the the one that I remember working on was or that I I did a little bit of work with them on was um functional skills type things okay. um and there was one contract they had where they were doing work for you know prison right. um, in, a, in, a, in a prison system which was a hell of a challenge because obviously they mainly produced online content and there, you can't produce online content for for prisons so they had to yeah. sort of adapt it to offline but basically my my role um, in their team was to just try and make sure that what they were producing was accessible and, and give them some pointers on on how they could improve that so okay. that if a company if a company did buy you know their services in they could actually say to them you know all our content we've produced is accessible um we've had it checked we've had it verified sure um so yeah that was that was the job for six months and then after six months they didn't need me anymore okay because i sorted it out <laughs> right you did you did a good job apparently um <laughs> It's an interesting. But, it's an interesting way to say like you did so. You did um, such a good job that we no longer need you. Yeah, um, but so then, you know, I was, I, I was stuck after that. I didn't really know what to do. Um, and I went to the, the local council and looked at apprenticeships. Right. And, uh, they, you know, I, I applied for an IT apprenticeship, and they. They accepted, and I um, well, that was about four years, three and a half years ago. Okay, and to clarify, and I started. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, go on. Not just say to clarify when you say local council, um, back where you were from, not in Hereford. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is at Northumberland. Yes, I moved back home. Um, so yeah, um started my level two uh, apprenticeship and basically because I'd sort of had more qualifications than, than a normal apprentice would coming in because IT apprentices when they you know they start the council you, you start on the service desk you're answering the phones right um, but because I had greater qualifications than that because I'd done these Cisco things yeah. they'd basically said oh you can start and work in one of the the technical teams and with the back end and that was the network team and then i moved on to working in the the security team um working in in cyber security and that was about four months because the, the idea was that i'd move around different teams to sort of get a feel for them and what they do um but okay. i moved into the cyber security team and liked it so much that i stayed and right. that's where I've been. <laughs> that's where I've been since. Cool. And I'm guessing it's um, a, a job you enjoy. It is. I mean, I've, I've I moved on. I did level two apprenticeship. Got an NVQ. Um, moved on to do my level three, and I've just recently been offered a, a permanent permanent role. So nice. Doing something right. Yeah. Right. Well done. Um. So yeah, the the, the job. There's a lot of things I, I do in my job, but it's basically keeping Northumberland County Council and the Northumberland residents safe from cyber attacks and nice, um, you know that sort of thing. So 
I like it. Yeah. It's fun. Hell of a responsibility. But I'm, uh, sure... I'm not solely responsible. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't imagine that. <laughs> uh, that would uh, that would definitely be uh, a hell of a thing to a hell of a burden. Yeah, I mean, a... that was the case. Yeah, yeah there's about uh, how many of us is there? There's five of us in our in our team. Okay. And uh, obviously, with the the current COVID uh, COVID nineteen situation, yeah. Um, when when we're recording this, it's February, yeah, uh, twenty twenty one. So we're nearly a year into it, and I've been working from home for the entire year. I think I I started working from home a week before we went international lockdown because I was told to. Um, because literally I was working. I I took I'd taken the week before that off. I was off for that week, and I got a message from my my team leader. I was going to be working from home on this Monday anyway, because that you know we were sort of we were allowed to do that if we wanted to. If we had things that we you know wanted to sit and focus on, we all, sure. you know you could just work from home. So I'd already said oh, I'm going to work from home, right. and my team leader messaged and said, "Oh, if you're planning on going into the office, don't bother, just work from home." And then a week after that, national lockdown was called because my team leader was. You know, shielding, so he just didn't really want any of us to, you know, I mean, he was thinking of us as well. So, okay, that's cool. Uh, I guess uh, some people may wonder if you're saying like you've been uh, working from home, and uh, let's uh, be honest, I think there is still a stereotype of out there of uh, blind people being basically housebound. Have you um, been, uh, you know, able to do exercise or go outside some somewhat obviously yeah i, I mean i haven't sorry i was gonna I'm say done. i understand you made the choice to um not do it a lot because obviously lockdown but yeah i mean it, it, i mean I, I still live with my parents so yeah i mean that they they can they can get shopping and things that you know that that hasn't changed to yeah. be honest. um but i have you know, I have, have been able to get out for walks and things just from the local area. Um, sure. And I started, we, we have a treadmill. Yeah. And it was after the summer, um, I, I started the, the Couch to 5K program. Um, nice. Which starts off quite lightly and gets, you know, it's a nine-week nine program. Okay. Um, with the goal of, of, it says 5K, but... The the goal is to sort of get you moving and get you, you know, running longer distances. <clears throat> sure. And completed that, and now I I run on there. I try to try to do three times a week. Okay. Um, but I mean it, it's, you know, once the weather gets nice, um, be able to to go out more. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, working from home, it, it, it's 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 nice. Sure. I mean, I, I love I love my commute. Yeah. Because literally, my commute is from my bed, which is to my left, to where I'm sitting now. <laughs> I, I love my commute, and yeah, a little thing, a little thing that I said a while ago, because in my offices, the like my, my, where I work, it's quite a big building, right? And you can book out. You know, you can book out meeting rooms, and there's like three floors of meeting rooms, 
and they're all just named. So, you know, I'd have to say to one of my colleagues, oh, do you know where someone said rumors I've got a meeting here? Yeah. And, you know, we'd have to go on a little adventure to find it because none of them would know and the maps, I mean, the maps are difficult to read. Sure. Um, and honestly, like I said this to one of my colleagues, like, working from home, it's taken that all out of it. I don't have to do that. I can actually turn up to a meeting on time because I just press yeah. join in the calendar. Yeah. That definitely makes things easier. And yeah, I think that part is uh, it's definitely helped. Um, I mean, the... it, it, it's from from the point of view of, of socializing and things, you miss that. It, yeah. It's difficult for anyone, I think, you know, whether you like your colleagues, whether you don't like your colleagues, it, it's difficult to, to not see them. Yeah. And, you know, especially for me, there's a, you know, a group of lads that we'd go out for a you know a lunchtime walk, sure, just around the, around the local estate, past the the shop, and so you know if people wanted to buy lunch, they'd just go into the shop or whatever. Yeah, and that that normally split up your day. Yeah, but it, it's been difficult not doing that. I'd imagine so. Um, you talk about like going out and stuff, and I'm aware that if you're with other people, it might be that you have um. Uh, them, uh, you know, guiding you um, yeah. with like holding the elbow. Um, however, uh, you are um, also a cane user, yeah. Yep. Uh, I assume you learned from a very young age. I did. Um, it was about oh, it'd probably been about yeah, one year two. So that was that like four, five, five, six, maybe five, five six, six, seven. Yeah, five, six, seven um, was when I started with our, our local um basically the, the school had a, had a mobility officer um okay. that would that would come in sure. and and he worked with all all the students um so basically that was just starting to develop your your cane skills um first around the school and then yeah. you know around around the playground and then it would be venturing out into you know the, the streets around the school okay. um you know, doing little routes, and then eventually, sure. there was a high street that was that wasn't far away from the school. So, eventually, you know, we'd drive. You know, it was like a five-minute drive, or whatever. Drive down there, right. and then he would he would start to teach me like the layout of of that, and and it just it was just things like getting used to busier busier areas, um, yeah. getting used to you know crossing roads safely, yeah. Um, you know, crossing side streets safely, things like that. Um, yeah, but was, that was that was a few years afterwards. Okay. And then, he, then once we'd sort of done that, it was sort of like getting, you know, your cane technique, yeah. as it were, um, on up to scratch. So basically, what he would do is, I'm quite lucky that live um, around the corner from the beach. Right. So what he would do is give me a lift lift home from school one one day a week and we'd work around the beach and work because there was quite a lot of like obstacles and things to to get around and you know it was quite a good area to to train yeah definitely i was gonna say with my family we always lived by a beach i know it's uh something that people would often it's a strange, be envious of it's a strange one because people are envious of it but yeah. when you live near it you hardly ever go 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't. I I couldn't care less when, the, when people would say I, that. I like oh, you're it. so lucky. I, I like I like having it there, but I never use it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you can see it from our back garden, but obviously, that's not you know that's not not a bonus for me. Yeah, um, see, I was I was we're not quite that close, but if the wind's right, you can smell the fish and chip. See, we're not actually. I think yeah, I think I think position wise, we're not actually close to it in that sense. It's just I think with the way it's positioned you can apparently see it from yeah. where we are because it's that it's i don't it's not as close Sometimes, as it sounds like it is to say the beach is to you it but yeah it's it's sometimes a lovely if view. it's a sometimes if it's a, a still night and there's no wind but it's quite a rough sea you can hear the, the waves yeah. cracking yeah i've had that um I often hear you know if, if there's music down there I can sometimes hear it Oh yeah, if there's a if there's a festival or something on, yeah, because um, it's quite a big um, car park, so they they put on, um, you know, like a festival and, and fireworks and things once a year. Sure, yeah, no, <clears throat> definitely. But yeah, you are still again user, and I guess people may be wondering, have you ever um, considered uh, going for a guide dog? I thought about it, and. But to be honest, it wasn't. It was never really right for me because I don't do enough to warrant one. Sure. Like you know, if if I had my 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 main thing was if I'd had quite a big commute. So, um, you know, if I if I did get on buses and trains and things, I possibly would. Right. But you know, I'm I'm lucky that you know my mum works for the same council that I do. Right. So. When what when we were going into the office, I mean we 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 go in together and then okay. I was able to to find people that lived near me that also worked there because we employ about four thousand people or something. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, well, I just put out an advert saying, you know, can anyone be like in the internal things? Can anyone be a lift sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> people came back and said absolutely. So nice. No, that's. It's a fair enough but, reason. I mean, again, I I didn't. I, I still live at home. Yeah, there was like in my mind, there was always people out there that needed one more than I did. Sure. And the the fur like, I, it's never really crossed my mind since because I've been quite comfortable without. So it's it's not really something I think about. No, that's fair enough. I just um... plus the maintenance. <laughs> well, you mean like picking up after it? Well, there's that and the fact that, like, if if I can't be bothered to do anything, I don't have to. Like, I don't have to take the dog out for a walk. Sure. You know, if I get in and I'm tired and I haven't had the dog with me, I then don't have to, you know, take the dog out again. Yeah, I can just relax. And I, I you know, for some people that doesn't work, but that's. It's it's subjective. No, exactly, and that's fair enough. No, so some people for some people are the best thing that, that they ever got. So yeah, I know I've never had. I've always been yeah I've, with both because I'm I have my second guide dog now. See, you mm. you knew me when I had my first guide dog. I did. Um, and um, you know they've both been um, lovely animals. I, I, I no doubt that yeah. they're helpful. Because oh, yeah. you know, there's there's people that I know that that you know, can't live without them. Yeah. And I suppose you know, for a couple of people as well, 
it's that I know it, it's companionship. Yeah, because they they do live by themselves. So having the dog there, it's it's a great help. It gives them, you know, routine. No, definitely. And like I said, it's a subjective thing because I will say for me, it works quite well to get me out of the flat. Um, I don't doubt that if I if I was in it, the situation where, you know, I, I did was living by myself and and you know needed something like that to to try and get me out out then yeah it'd be perfect yeah but no like you said I mean, I completely understand that because now we have um, in a previous episode we had was you know Lewis and as I've mentioned before but we you know spoke to him about it and it's funny enough he's in a situation now where he does occasionally you know help out with um, his girlfriend but you know in the past he's always said the reason why he wouldn't you know get one is not that he doesn't like dogs it's just he doesn't want the responsibility you know like you said the notion of you know feeling like you need to take it take the dog out on a daily basis in some context you know yeah and all that and, and it makes perfect sense yeah it's it's just i mean these days it's not something i think about but i it, it, the at the time like when i started working I, I did think but then i i was sort of like well it's not a very good life for the dog because it would be in a car on the way to work sure. it would sit and sit under a desk or in mm. a corner yeah and then you know possibly go out for a, a walk at lunchtime um and then you know same again and then it just it just it didn't seem right sure I would say if you were doing I would say having a if it ended up being the same thing every day that's not necessarily a bad thing but you're right as far as the amount of stuff it would be doing on the daily basis doesn't sound too much and they yeah do, I mean if you get the right if you get the right dog it wouldn't care less but yeah and they do say they do try to um, match dogs on like they do, you know, they do. what but that but is then, that is a lack of but then much. you get to the stage I, I knew someone who you know they they didn't do much so that the dog was matched to them not doing much but then when they started to do things that the dog couldn't keep up yeah and you know that the dog would get tired yeah because it wasn't used to it so it, it's finding a balance i think that. yeah that is an interesting situation that i've never really thought about because yeah it is fair to say that i think typically the dogs that get matched to people um who aren't going to be doing much it's well, you, often you, the people are often elderly well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have an active lifestyle, yeah, you're gonna be matched with a dog that, you know, doesn't really want to go out. <laughs> yes, yeah, doesn't really need much maintenance. But then, it it is an interesting thing because then if you do, you know, you change. You say if you get a job or if you just start meeting people and going out more. Yeah, the dogs sometimes they don't adapt to that. No, exactly. And yeah, I think that's some things that people don't think about but no that's like i say your reasonings are very um very much valid yeah i mean there's, there's people i know there's people out there that don't like using a cane and and for them a, a dog is you know the best option because they don't they don't feel comfortable traveling but yeah. if you do then fair enough no exactly um so to get away a bit from the um job side of things like as far as yep. like 
growing up and now though what kind of um hobbies do you have like main interests i guess other than it of course yeah it is the main one to be fair um you know i do a lot of little little projects and things at home yeah um but based around it just it's mainly just me playing 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 about and if i can get something to work it i can get it to work if i can't i, I can't i'll sit and try until i can um that's fair but, but I... other, other than that um I, I follow newcastle united no i'm not really sure why <laughs> <laughs> but i do and I, I love that and um music music's a big one for me sure um i still I've I've gotten back into like physical media over the past few years, so I now have quite the record collection and quite the CD collections because nice. I was, um, you know, I've, I've, I've if we can if we can go on to this that I love, I lo- like I love streaming music. I love Spotify. It is right. incredible, and I've paid for it for if you know quite a few years now. I love it. Right, but I found that for, for me, I wasn't really listening to an album. Okay. Like I, I wouldn't really listen to an album. I just you know bang it on shuffle or, or whatever. And there you go, it's on shuffle. True. And I found that getting into the, the physical media side of it, the CDs and the records, you you actually do because you've taken the time to you know put it on. You, yeah. you actually pay attention to it. That makes sense. Do you have particular genres that you're into when it comes um, to music? Mainly, mainly hip hop and R and B. Okay, um, but some pop as well. Is that modern and um, you know yeah. past? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good healthy dose of both. Nice. That's fair enough. I think I mean um, it's not my n- number one genre hip hop, but I am into some. I mean modern yeah. less so, but to be fair, in my case, um rubbish when it comes to modern music um, <laughs> i really I, I barely know about me, a lot of stuff not so much that's fair enough not just i just don't know i just i think it, there's an element of i just because it's weird because it's not like i'm the same when it comes to uh, films for example i'm a big film fan i'll happily watch modern stuff as well as past but for whatever reason when it comes to music i'm there like I've got the things that I like, you know, I've got, you know, I download them on Spotify because as you say, Spotify is a very good one to have. Um, you know, not, it's not like they're sponsoring us, but, um, it's not. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I just, for your sake, though, if, like. if they are, if, if they are listening and I'm sure you wouldn't say no, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I would, never, would not refuse that considering that this, uh, will, uh, hopefully be on there as well. I was so, going to say, that's probably where it'll end up. Yeah. Um, but no, that's fair enough. Um, to go a bit backwards, you mentioned uh, Newcastle United. And yep. um, uh, I could make jokes and say I'm, I'm sorry, but um, in all seriousness, like, as far as people... Probably make... be right to do so. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, I blame you. No, but... I guess people may be curious to know, like, uh, do you watch the games and how do you go about doing it? Do you just, you're fine with listening to the commentary? Yeah, it's a bit of both, a bit of both. If, um, I mean, I've, I've been to a few games as well. 
Um, yeah. And and you got commentary when doing that? Because I know I've gone to I games do, as well. What I do is instead of because Newcastle is a is a very unique unique club where the stadium is right slap bang in the middle of the, the center of the town. Right. So you can have a hell of a drink before you go <laughs> because sure. all the bar because of all the bars around it. So yeah. Um I I never bother getting commentary from the stadium because literally like you could still be finishing your pint at 1 minute to 3 and think oh, I better go up there. Okay. <laughs> so that would just so what I do is I have a, a little portable portable radio. Okay. Um, and I put a, put one one earphone in. Yeah. And listen to the, the local BBC commentary. Sure. Because they they're very biased. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, so is the commentary that the team that in my experience that the club provides with same. as well. Yeah, if, it's pretty if, biased. If as it's well. the same, if it's the same as is um, Newcastle, this is because um, I get quite into these. Um, the team have an official because the, the the rights mean that the BBC they can't stream the, the local commentary online. Sure. But the, the club can and the club commentary on, on the website is exactly the same as the, the BBC local commentary. So okay. I imagine that a lot of clubs are like that. Yeah, very possibly I admit I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, um, I haven't really I haven't really checked. No, because <laughs> I've been to I've been to but, three different grounds when it comes to commentary, so I've been to three as well, yeah. Um, Newcastle and went to two away games last year, my first away games um, at Rochdale and West Brom in the Cup. Okay. And they were very, very good. Uh, so for myself, it was uh, St. Mary's with Southampton because um, it was the close at the time when I was a kid, it was the closest Premier League team uh, to us uh, so my dad uh, got us tickets to go there for me to experience it because like yourself I was a big football fan growing up still am a football fan of course but then um, did go to uh, a Bournemouth game uh, a couple of times because uh, they my younger brother and dad uh, season ticket holders um, and when one of them can go, so I so I went along. Um, but the other one is Old Trafford because yeah, I'm a Manchester United fan, mm. and we've that's how we lose some listeners. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've been there a few times. They're interesting to... experiences. Oh yeah, um, and I recently um, the last time we went uh, to Old Trafford, my. Uh, my wife came along and I know she, she enjoyed the experience a lot. She's not necessarily the uh, biggest football fan. Um, she will say um, Man U is her team sort of as a result of, I guess, being married to me. And her mum was also into them. Um, but yeah, I think as the as far as the experience, yeah, I know she found it very um, intoxicating. The atmosphere. Yeah. Especially, especially, I mean, I, I don't know if our listeners are, are football fans. Um, especially if you've ever watched a Newcastle game on on TV or on you know you've listened to it and and you've you've heard the crowd noise and yeah. the amount of like even honestly 
we can be four 0 down in an away game, yeah. and that, that's all you'd hear on the the, the crowd. <laughs> the crowd mics is just Newcastle fans singing. Yeah. The, the atmosphere is totally unrivaled. It's honestly incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, other, other than that, um, like watching watching games, I, I I tend to just because lockdown has put, you know, it, it's put us in the, the place of every every Premier League game is on TV. Um, yeah. so I normally end up watching them because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> sure. Um. So yeah, the the, the but it, it keeps you interested in the the um, you know, the leagues and things. I also play um the super six soccer uh sky bet super six game which is totally accessible okay. um basically you predict the six 3 p.m scores on a saturday yeah and sometimes the if there's like champions league games on midweek um they'll put a midweek round in cool um and basically if you get all six scores right you can win 250 grand it's very difficult. I was going to say, have it's you ever been successful? Difficult. Nope. Um, I think the closest I've got is two, two or three correct scores, maybe. Okay. It's it's very difficult. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's, but it's 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 a chance, and it's yeah, what, sure. to make it to make it more competitive. Um, you you have like own your own leagues and things in the app. Nice. Um, so you can get a bunch of friends together and, and compete with them. Yeah. And if you if you wanted to, you could even put a load of money in, you know, a group of friends and say, and I, I know this because this is what I do, um, you know, put a, put a bit of money in and say, right, um, you know, each each man of the month gets a a share of the money, and then sure. whoever's top of the league at the end of the season gets the the prize, and whoever's you know comes second gets the prize. It's it, it's it keeps you interested because you know you're never going to win 250 grand. Well, one day, you never know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> sort not of. With, not, with, not, with, not with like four, three results and things like that. They're very difficult to predict. Well, that's, yeah, I'd imagine that's definitely the case. And there's been a few more of those recently. It has. Like I mentioned as well, like when we talk about like interest and stuff, uh, I brought up films. Like, are you much of a film or TV watcher? I am. Um, I like TV. I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> Basically, but films-wise, I, I like films. Um, I tend, I get very, very vocal um, when audio description hasn't been provided for a film. Yeah, when it imagine. really should have been i get very vocal about that and um yeah I've complained i've complained to many a company and with varying varying levels of results but yeah i get very especially like to, to name like amazon and amazon prime and things like I that i found that recently yeah oh i i went mental yeah at, <laughs> at amazon um because a film i wanted to watch was available on Amazon Prime, which I pay for. I pay for Amazon Prime. Right. And it was available on Prime, and I thought, oh, I, I really want to see that. I wanted to see it when it was in the cinema, but no one would go with me. So sure. <laughs> I thought, I'll, 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 I'll watch it. But it didn't have audio description. Yeah. I thought, well, I thought to myself, well, it, it will have done when it was in the cinema, because it was a recent film. 
So it, it will have done. Do you want to name drop the film? It was 1917. Ah, uh, yes. I watched that in the cinema with audio yeah. description. Yeah. And I, I knew it would because all yeah. modern films tend to have audio description in the cinema. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look on the iTunes store because the iTunes store sometimes have have audio description with, with films. Yeah. Um, but Because I, I thought, oh, it'll, it'll be on the DVD as well. Yeah. So I thought I looked at the price of the DVD and I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm not paying that. <laughs> and I looked at, at the iTunes store and the iTunes store had it with audio description. Right. But again, I looked at the price and thought, I shouldn't have to pay that. It's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. What what gives? So I, I gave Amazon an earful about it. No, I don't and there's mind. even there's even films that I own on on DVD um, that have then come on to Netflix and things and the DVD has the descriptive track but yeah not know, on Netflix not yeah. on Netflix or not on Prime and that really frustrates me because I think companies like that should do better yeah and it, you know it, Netflix especially not, is a weird one though because they have overall especially in comparison same, to Prime they've been pretty good yeah with their I, description I mean, like their TV their Netflix original shows anyway oh, they, they, they're so, some the, some yeah. of their descriptions are great I mean there was one I had to give up on um, I think it was Narcos right or Narcos or however you say it but I had to give up oh, on sure. it because it's a it, it's Spanish right like it's it's about Pablo Escobar and it's, it's oh, okay. uh, you know and the audio description voice like they had a different voice for voicing what was happening and a different voice for voicing the subtitles and i was like this is too much i can't yeah can't keep that, up. yeah that'd be i a gave pain. up that's why yeah, I've, um, never, I've never bothered with um foreign shows or films for that reason yeah even i mean if, i'm watching even if it's an option like yeah i just i can't be asked with all all that it's, it depends it depends like i'm watching one on sky at the minute right um that again i'm having to I can't binge watch because Sky don't put their um, box sets with audio description, which is, come on, do better. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm watching that, and, and the, you know, they use the same voice for the the subtitles and the description, and he, he keeps up with it, and he, he, it's really good. So I think it just sure. depends on on who's doing it and how they're doing it. Yeah. No, the the Prime thing um, recently actually have. Uh... Really, really. Recently discovered because um, oh. uh, my wife, after reading, sort of as a connection thing, she like obviously I could listen to the audiobooks, but she has recently started liking the I- idea of reading books to me, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's good at it. So we did the Hunger Games trilogy, and then it was like, you know, I'd never watched the films either, so it's like let's watch them. You know, in her mind, you know, it ha- they have, you know, they're not necessarily the best adaptations but let's watch them i was like cool are they nothing all... ever is is it um some are better than others yeah that's a whole nother discussion yeah. um yeah. <laughs> to be fair i get it i mean i feel like it's impossible for it to be perfect because obviously a film and books are such different media oh, absolutely but absolutely. but yeah with hunger games you know all on prime cool let on prime we go um and it's uh, like start watching them no option so they're like I mean, the first one came out like 2009. This, this, this should have audio description. Check DVDs. Um, you know, yeah, they have audio description. Okay. Yeah, I thought they did. Um, they, they do have audio description. Um, we ended up 
getting the DVDs, you know, get them delivered the next day because it wasn't that much because obviously they're not brand new films. Yeah, then. So for the 404, we didn't get that because we did look at iTunes, but I don't know if this was just for this one film or if it's a thing. I don't know because we started watching Hunger Games and the audio description was so loud in comparison oh, to that, the film itself. Yeah. Which, because we had that problem as well. We talk about Sky. We had that problem with uh, when we started watching... Uh, uh, season eight of Game of Thrones, um, and the less said about that, the better. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we started watching it, the audio description was so much more louder than yeah than you know the the show itself. So you're there, like you know, trying to listen to what they're saying, but you're compromising. You know, your eardrums being bursted by the um, especially by the description. This this is the case especially if you opt for you know most most modern like tv setups you, yeah. you're pretty much obligated to buy a soundbar or, or something like that as well and especially yeah. like i find that if if an audio descriptor has a really you know bassy voice it just resonates throughout the whole room <laughs> <laughs> and i mean there was a system that was trialed um, but i don't think it ever really took off where um it was like a clever bit of tech that used your phone's microphone to sync up with the movie that you were playing, and then play you the audio, just the audio descriptive track in in your headphones, um, or in your like if you had a little earpiece or whatever. So I guess which, it'd be like being in the cinema in that sense. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But I, I even in the cinema, like they give you the headphones, and I always tend to wear them DJ style. Sure. Because like some cinemas have the option where you could you'd hear the movie as well as the description through the the thing and it's just like oh, i'm in the cinema i don't want to just if i wanted to sit and listen to a, a movie on headphones i'd wait till the dvd came out yeah i mean for I'm me here I'm, for the surround sound yeah i normally find it all right i admit the cinema because you're able to obviously turn cause especially the action scenes you have to turn like, up the volume on the audio description you have to that's what i like i like yeah. that you you have that ability no, to, to to adjust the volume yeah definitely but Apparently, it's given me some weird looks because, unfortunately, like especially when the action scenes, when it gets you know really oh, loud, you, I, you have to turn it up quite a bit. Unfortunately, it hurts my ears, but you know I want to know what's going on. And apparently, I have been informed that it's given me some weird looks, and it's obviously anyone who looks at me weirdly, it's there, like you know, it's a uh, you you know you try watching a film with no sight, <laughs> it's just sort of thing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just there, like, it's there, like you know, I don't think it's going to interrupt your viewing experience that much um in my in my mind you know and maybe I, some may think i'm being selfish but you know i i, well, I wouldn't say so no i wouldn't yeah but no i was just curious because i suppose i'm aware we should uh probably wrap things up in a minute so i'll just quickly mention one of the reasons why i brought up film and tv um and as far as if we wanted to have a more in-depth conversation about all description we could have i could happily do, have you I back could do another hour. time I, I could do a whole hour on that. <laughs> we can we can definitely do that whether with your just um just the two of us or maybe with some other people on as well like a group discussion yeah absolutely so, I'd, be, I'd be up for that yeah but i suppose why i brought it out because um funnily enough with the time we were at college um we never really talked about football what um i think it's fair to say got us um you know in friend territory at the time um, was um, Family Guy. Yeah, that's what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, um, 
Uh, and obviously, I don't know if I often, if I'm, because I'm in a position that I have some sites, so I do play stuff on the PS4. Or I use the PS4 for Netflix and whatever. But if for whatever reason I flick over to main TV, it's late at night. ITV2, oh. um, Family Guy, audio description. Um, oh, honest, it was. I was over the over the moon. I couldn't really describe because the only way, the only way that I'd seen Family Guy with audio description before, yeah, was back in the day when Netflix didn't used to um, penalise you for switching your like switching your country, right, and in the US Family Guy was on Netflix and it okay. had it had descriptions over right. there. So I used to watch that. But we are a couple of days away from Disney Plus Star launching in here. And that has Family Guy on it. Right. And I will be very interested to see whether the descriptions carry over. Um, Hopefully because I will say personally I've found Disney Plus to be overall pretty good. The Disney TV Plus sh- have been fantastic. Yeah. Even the- describing like I've been really surprised at old films. Oh that I couldn't believe that I I as a test driver like, I realized I wa- Steamboat Willie has yeah, audio description. Wa- <laughs> yeah, I found I was looking through and I was like I haven't seen Cool Runnings for years and yeah. it has descriptions like I was like oh that's amazing. Yeah. No like, this is incredible. Yeah, that that's one thing that you can't deny that they've. It's yeah, it's incredible. Like the fact that I can, well, I can watch Lion yeah. King. Right, Lion King is my favorite Disney animated film, and the fact that Nothing I can go that. back and watch that with audio description wow, um, great. is great now because it, it it brings so much more enjoyment to the film. Like, could I enjoy the, the film one... without? Yes, but yeah, there's this film. I mean, there's there's one thing that that Disney Plus haven't got described, which um, I wish they wish they could because like it, it's The Simpsons because sure Channel Four Channel Four do a great job of describing The Simpsons right and I like I don't understand why why Disney haven't like if they can describe films that came out in yeah that long ago I know it's a hell of a job but because they're in it's like, very much appreciated season th- thirty two now. Yeah. Um, and I think actually the the later seasons might be described on there. I'm, I haven't really. I, I with with the Simpsons, I go past about um, season thirteen and I lose interest. But um, <laughs> I think I've heard that opinion a lot. Um, but I, I mean that doesn't say that there aren't any good episodes after that. No, of course not. Because there are. There's some good ones, but you know, to me, up to about then is like classic in my eyes. Up, up to about when. Possibly a bit before they started working on the movie. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I think, even the uh, creator of Simpsons has uh, said since that they dipped in quality uh, definitely around the film because they were just putting pretty yeah, much all they... their F- energy and effort into it, you know. just hey, the, the, It's appreciated because it's a great film. Oh, it is a very good film. <laughs> uh, I've, I've never actually tried to look it up on Disney+, Plus. I assume it's on there. It is, it is on there, and I haven't I haven't actually clicked on it yet to see yeah. if it has descriptions because the DVD, I've got it down here, it does. Yes. They, down there. Yeah. They've had a... F- yeah, there's a few odd ones such as like, for whatever reason on Disney Plus, Inside Out doesn't have audio description. 
and I don't know why because the DVD does. So it's, I don't know if there's some copyright thing. I don't I don't know what's going on. There was on something there. I was talking to one of my friends a while back, and there's something like the the networks some sometimes with TV shows the networks don't own the descriptions. It's down to the like creator of the, of the yeah, show. That's what I thought. So it, that's why it isn't included in when like Netflix and things buy it. But yeah, that, that needs that needs to change. No, definitely. Because the other thing as well, like. You know, I've been through a nostalgia trip. I've been watching back um, Kim Possible. It would be great if that had audio description on it. Mm, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, those kind of Disney Channel shows um, when you're being nostalgic or just obviously for any um, young, um, you know, blind well, kids. I mean, as, as, a, as, a, as a blind person, like, if you don't know whether... And, and until you know you, you you don't know if you are going to have a visually impaired or a sighted child if you, if you do want them so yeah to to be able you know especially if you do have a sighted child as a as a visually impaired parent to, to actually be able to watch things like that with each other and know exactly what's happening and it, it, it it's great yeah that's uh, certainly the case so um but yeah, I'm very aware um I said uh, to we'll wrap up, and uh, we then started um, getting uh, more deeply into stuff. So um, before we do that again, um, thank you for joining me, Kieran. Like I said, uh, be no, more no than, problem. Be more than Any happy time. to have you back. Um, like I said, maybe we can have a audio description centric episode. Oh, I, I, as I said before, I'll do a full hour on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, for a reference that not everyone will get, but I feel like with what uh, mentioning, it would be a miss of me to uh, not say the thing that um, started us um, getting on with each other at RNC. So I will say butt scratcher. Butt scratcher. <laughs> butt scratcher. <laughs> well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter at Blind Brennan. And I also have a blog called Blink and You'll Miss It. If you fancy giving that a read, you've been listening with your eyes. And you'll hear us again next time.